Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, sitting here really, really sad that the Giants have turned out to be evil. I guess it was only a matter of time before they were exposed, but they're evil. They're officially evil, and now I officially have to align myself with the devil. With me, as always, is Sam. I like to end in a tie. Grezis. <laughs> I do. I do, and and to be honest, that's that is what we all deserved. That is what we all deserved this uh, this Sunday night. And and going back to your argument, um, I, it's your fault personally, but it's also my fault and everyone's fault for supporting the NFL because it's not just the Giants that are evil; it's the NFL is evil. Remember that. So it's don't put it all on yourself, Dave. Uh, that six six tie is what we get. That, that is it, what we you, get and what we deserve. You think it's like karmic <laughs> retribution versus... Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> All right. it is. I don't think there's any other explanation that makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the show for the third time. The scumbag kicker predictor. God, <laughs> I... This is... I mean, honestly, I got to give you props. Thank you. I uh, yeah, I, was... I, I don't know if I'm happy with you for that or... Like, we have to take credit, like... We predicted this. This before was you. You predicted this before the season started. <laughs> this is kind of your fault most of all. Yeah. It's well, like I put before, it out in the ether and it happened. Well, remember, this is before we were we we were the ones who broke this story. Like we <laughs> no one was paying attention to to the was first Was it even preseason time. yet? Yeah, honestly, I don't think it was. It was it was before the season started for sure. I I'm not sure if it was like during preseason or if it was before preseason but i just remember when the first wave came out as like john john brown like he had he he before all of this new stuff came out where you admitted to it in writing he admitted to it like in a police deposition and and verbally he admitted to abuse like very early in the season right mm. and we were we were the people that were like hey hey bye uh excuse me Excuse me, scumbag kicker. It's it's happened. He did a domestic violence. Yeah. Maybe maybe do something about it. And now, and now it's you know, it's blown that's up. That's the so. worst thing. I'm not gonna. That's what's sad about. It. I'm not gonna take a hundred percent credit for predicting this because I'm gonna say right now I had no idea. Uh, John Brown acted like this. Apparently, there's rumors that he acted like this when he was yeah. on the Seahawks. Uh, I just didn't know about it. That's when I said I said I, I didn't know about it either. Sure, me either. I, I, me either. I saw a couple of Seahawks fans mention that they didn't like him. Yeah, but I was. Yeah. I, I nobody really knew about this. But until right, what right we're going to find season. out, and what we're finding out in reports right now, is that this has been happening for years. He's beaten her like twenty times. Yep. Yeah, this it is was... a pattern of abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it it really speaks against the NFL. It speaks against our political system, our political system, our police system, where uh, an abuser can repeatedly do this. And if yep. he's somewhat high profile, you're gonna get the good old boy syndrome where he gets off, or you're gonna get mm-hmm. a woman who's got Stockholm syndrome and doesn't want right. press charges. Right. So. Yeah. And there there have been those reports, and and to to be to be frank, like we were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, most of the games this week were kind of crappy, so I'm I'm kind of glad They're we really kind of we can kind of get into this a little Giants bit. Yeah. Went to London. <laughs> yeah, and we actually won yeah. a game. Hey, there you because go. Because Case Keenum really sucks. Yeah. Yes, yes, I he was, does. And, I was trying to and... do like a London chick, but <laughs> that final throw by Case Keenum to DRC mm-hmm. was probably one of the 
biggest screw ups I've seen Bench between time. a quarterback and receiver. <laughs> yeah, benched in him. a long time. Golf starting soon. Or this week. Yeah, this week that benched him. But what kills me about all of this is that the Giants would not be in this terrible PR position if they had just, if the NFL and Mara had just given him the six games off to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no way the Giants would have kept him if they had given him the six games off. Like, if you're losing your kicker for one game, I can understand, like, just finding a replacement kicker for that game. But if your kicker Mm -hmm. is gone for six games, there's no way you're keeping him. Right. Right. There, there's no value there, and but the Giants decided to only give him one game because he was Mara's boy, I guess, yeah. and he was a he's a decent enough kicker. Uh, oh God, maybe. if he's, I mean, he was a Pro Bowl kicker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this incident happened at the Pro Bowl. I mean, uh, yeah, he literally did at the hotel room at the Pro Bowl. But uh, the thing about the Maras, and it's funny that we're mentioning that we can't believe the Giants are evil now. I like the I like the Giants. Okay, I I think the Mares are a great family to own. The Giants they've done a lot for their team. They're very classic. I mean, up until this point, I've been really happy with our ownership. Yeah, Outside mm-hmm. like some little gray areas with that whole collusion thing a couple <laughs> years ago, where it's just like okay, you're like one, it's funny that you're punishing the Cowboys and the Redskins, but two, you probably shouldn't have. Yeah, right. And what right. what I've heard from people who live in new jersey and work for the giants both in like the the front office back office working in metlife and stuff like that is that the mirrors are a classic company they do take care of their employees first and foremost and i can honestly see this being as like a mirrors want to be an upstanding organization and yep. keep their person employed on a contract i think that's why they didn't cut them no. That's why I get. The, that's what the impression I was given. Whenever, because uh, Ben McAdoo kept saying, "Like, oh, we're gonna support Josh Brown. Like, we're gonna stand by him." Like, I read that as like we know he's troubled and we want to see him get the help he wants. Right. Everyone else was reading that like, "Oh, we're standing by this terrible person." What? It's just like it, that's always been kind of the Giants' philosophy is to stand by their Unless people. Unless you smoke weed, and I don't. Yeah, you smoke weed. No. I, <laughs> no, 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 no weed smokers. But I definitely didn't. I didn't hate McAdoo and want to call him out for those same things that everyone else was calling him out for. Because I, I genuinely think they are kind of. It you do want him to get help, right? Like you don't yes. want to just jump Josh Brown off into the street because I don't think that's going to help the situation. And, and it you want it to help, help him get help. It doesn't help Molly Brown either. No, it doesn't. You know, that's and I think I think that's something that gets lost. There was a great I highly recommend this Deadspin article to, for anyone who's li- listening. Diana Moskovitz wrote one on how a zero tolerance policy in the NFL for domestic violence doesn't help anything because it's not the job of the it's not the job of any employer to provide uh, and technically, on the only own. responsibility the NFL has here is a bit of a moral responsibility. I don't think. See, I don't think that's necessarily true. They have this a is moral, a law issue more than anything right. else. I, I think they have a moral responsibility to to get Josh Brown the help he needs. I don't think they have a moral responsibility at all, at all to 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 suspend him. I yeah. think that I think that the only reason they have a moral responsibility to do that now is because there's a precedent set. I think that because, well because because here's here's the thing like you can't you you wouldn't get fired from an, another job or it's not the employer's job to fire you if if you do something that's against the law, right? 
Well, you, you I mean, go, you can be. You can be. Yeah, like right, but use, there's a lot of companies that will. Right, yeah, but morality usually, clauses and yeah. Right, but but the thing is, the morality clauses and stuff are like are put there because that affects your work or your company. It's not. It's not because it's not yeah, tied it to the actual police investigation or the actual um thing thing that you did it's how the thing you did affects the world at large would you agree that the nfl players are exposed a little bit to media and that they want their players to be squeaky clean and oh of course show up in a contract right there's definitely a pr aspect to this it does reflect badly i i just think i i think that the nfl isn't helping anything by going this far with with zero tolerant tolerance uh suspensions and I and agree. policies for for everything really it, it goes beyond domestic violence obviously domestic violence is is probably the most important issue that they deal with now in terms of suspensions but the thing that really stuck with me from that article that I read was that the people the 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 people who have been abused in any uh, sports league, uh, the Aroldis Chapman case uh, they brought up as well, they don't want their abusers to lose their sources of income because in many cases, the athletes still have to pay child support. And if they lose their one source of income, not only can they not pay child support, but they're probably going to be more likely to lash out on the person they abused because they view them as cutting off their source of income and livelihood. And not even looking like that, you're going to have a lot of girls out there that aren't going to report their abuse because they don't want exactly. to get a paycheck. Right, yeah. right, because they need it too. And it's it's just so needlessly complicated, I think, when when the NFL can do what a lot of good employers do, which is outsource this. Outsource counseling. All you have to do is find places that are good at dealing with domestic violence. The NFL doesn't have to be good at dealing with domestic violence. No one is asking it to do that. Find an organization that is and and, and and outsource counseling, outsource help to them. I think they absolutely do that. I think whenever they have one of these cases show up, they have the people go to these counseling things that Ray Rice. Went they have to. their own little setup rehab. Yeah, yeah. Ray Rice went right. to it, and his wife went to it with him, and then she apologized. <laughs> Remember that? She's yeah, <laughs> right. And but but doesn't that tell you like that it's not really like working? Yeah, I mean, we get I it. I don't know. We, the, the, just... Ray Rice is such a strange situation looking back on because before that happened, it, by all accounts, he was a model citizen. And after mm-hmm. it's happened, by all accounts, he's been a model citizen. It just feels like it was one really bad incident. Right. Maybe. We don't, Obviously, I don't know everything about his personal life, but That's the he seems like a decent person. Whereas Josh Brown has apparently a complete mm-hmm. long Complex. history of doing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Did you see that thing that he said to the cops? No, in the report, I did not. He said he viewed his wife as a slave, and he was God. Oh, God. oh yeah, that, yeah, that I, I did actually. Did yeah, see that was that. Yep. pretty messed up. That stuff you hear in like uh, Silence of the Lambs. Type yeah, of movies. Zodiac yeah. Killer Diaries. Yeah, Kid, kids, if you're listening out there and you're in love with a sweetheart, uh, she's a human being first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. 
That she's not, not an object. Yeah. You are not a god. Jesus Christ. It's, it's so fucked up. Okay, hang on. Let's it, focus it, on it, that again. I, I want to bring it back because we're about to glaze over that. That's so fucked up. It and is we incredible. Yeah. Yes. And the ju- yes. he's a kicker. He costs yeah. $350,000 a year to replace. You can undraft the free agent one and get Dan Bailey, who's the best of all time. And he's a cowboy. And I hate fucking giving <laughs> cowboys any props. But he is. And he's the best of all time. Just get a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, my. There was no reason to keep him. No. There, not at that well, age. If he was young and like a, they had just like drafted up in the second round to get him. I could almost understand the rationale of trying to keep him, but there's no reason to keep him. There was no reason to keep him whatsoever. An old kicker. The reason Come on, for just keeping let him them, go. The reason for keeping them is that the NFL, when looking at these cases, are looking for what's in the best interest of the NFL, not what's in the best interest of, you know, Janae Rice or Molly Brown. And I, I think that's the only explanation that you need. It has to be. It's just kind of baffling that they'd look at the Josh Brown case and go, no, it's probably good to kind of sweep this under the rug. Yeah, this will all blow over. We had literally the worst PR year ever. Right. And the press is just hankering to get another one, and look what happens. The press got a hold of another one, and they've been slowly picking the Giants apart, rightfully. I don't think think the scrutiny is so much on the Giants as it is on the NFL. At least that's what I've seen. Maybe maybe as, as Giants fans. You guys Giants got a little bit more of that. A lot of, but... a lot of, I've seen a lot of heat thrown McAdoo's way, and I don't think that's entirely fair because mm-hmm. McAdoo feels kind of like our own version of Jason Garrett. He yeah. just kind of <laughs> feels like a personalityless <laughs> puppet who's just kind right. of towing the line. I, I would blame Mara and the NFL the most for all of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's McAdoo's statements that are getting ripped apart by a lot of Giants people are on Twitter. Collect, are our classic organization, them. The Roonies, the Crafts, they all run the organization very similar. They keep long-term GMs. They all work together towards a common goal. You see very little internal strife in those organizations, and that comes through all the way down to the player base where, again, they only get cut for very certain reasons. Either they're completely mm-hmm. injured or they're smoking weed. And these, when these cases come up, we have a very bad issue where we don't know who to blame and because we don't know who to blame, we blame everybody, and right. fingers are pointing, and nothing gets solved. It's everything's a case by case basis. You don't solve things by sending these people who already abused to to a counselor. You solve it by making sure people don't get abused when they're kids and then grow up and abused. Right. And yeah, it's just a whole yeah. complex situation that's impossible to solve by a six game ban. And mm-hmm. for that reason, and I I know you said before, Dave. Uh, that you want to keep the guy around and give him the help he needs and you don't want to cut off his financial support but there's it's just such a hard fucking issue to solve i'm, I'm just gonna say it it's just so you don't know what to do it is and, and that's that's the thing none of us <laughs> us three idiots certainly aren't qualified to solve the problem that's kind of why i'm saying that that if the nfl got a truly truly independent organization reached out to say the domestic violence hotline you know and ask them listen hey we've got an issue how would you suggest we solve it and then actually take those suggestions to heart yeah but that would actually cost money yeah right it's not (laughs) about that and it would also it would all the big thing is it would be the nfl giving up power Yep. yep, which and, which I think is the bigger issue. And I don't even think it's their biggest issue. The NFL, mm-hmm. the owner group, is worried about concussions. That's the biggest thing yep. on the plate. Yep, yep, yep. And, because there's uh, always going to be scumbags, but concussions actually threaten 
the sport itself. As much yeah, as it sucks to God, say, Jesus, a beaten I, wife does oh, not man. affect the sport as much as a concussed guy. It, it just we're, doesn't. We're what? We're about I mean, again, like as we said earlier, like a uh, beating the wife. It's also much more of a legal law, real life issue, whereas yeah. concussions are purely the game. Yeah. God. We're That's 15 minutes into this podcast. We've already gotten super fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, beating wives don't matter, real. No, but it, it's true. Jesus. It, it's true. It in the eyes of the NFL, it's less important. Yeah, in the eyes of the NFL is what I'm saying. Not in yeah. my own eye, eyes. Right, right. Of course. Do you know that the breast cancer thing is actually a problem? Because there's people, people who donate money are a small group. And that's... and and charities are marketing groups to get them to donate money to them that's how it sort of works. oh the breast cancer thing so, yeah, yeah. It, i think that blew up like a couple of years ago when they were still using komen yeah. because komen that was, was another... kind of a scam it's funny it moskovitz kind of did another post on that too and uh and kind of she was the one that, that was part. like hey by the way breast cancer already has a lot of awareness people are donating too much money to it and it's taking away money from all the other things they used to donate to mm-hmm. so there's yeah this, why like, don't they spend a month focusing on another cancer that doesn't get noticed quite as much i don't know <laughs> prostate cancer. i was gonna say honestly prostate cancer colon cancer starting to be a thing like let some other cancers yeah. go everybody good. knows about the boob cancer at this brown. Point. <laughs> again they, not that it's not an important issue but yeah the other thing certainly is, they still deserve some some money right to figure it out but and let some other cancers get some spotlight also like if you're gonna go all in on on breast cancer awareness pick better foundations they did, they did. you know they it up. there's better foundations now that public pressure actually worked right yeah that that's true Komen got a lot royally screwed over and nfl and a whole bunch of other people started using better i think it was american cancer society yeah yeah, yeah. much better in Komen. Okay. Uh, games. games. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Do we, let's yeah. let's 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 talk about some. Games I mean, and, uh, nothing to say about Bears Packers. No, we all knew that was gonna happen. Honestly, not much to say about Giants Rams. The game. Uh, the only the only other thing to say about that is like where the where the hell is Jared Goff, and where yeah. where the hell is Todd Gurley? Just why why are they having Case Keenum? Well, Todd Gurley's not much. doing good because their offensive line. line well, of course, of course. But in terms of like, why is he coaching. even getting the call at all? Right, and that yeah. that must have to do with the offense. We line. saw Jared Goff in preseason. He was taking some nasty ass hits, and he, he was that he good. was yeah. That so, that's my opinion on it. Is that they they maybe want they're Jared just Goff sacrificing to to, Keenum, yeah, until they can better protect him. Yeah, yeah. Saints Chiefs. I don't know anyone who even watched that game. Nope, nope, didn't watch it. <laughs> the Saints bore me. Now is that scary? Because I remember when the Saints, the Saints won the, are boring when they, they won yes. the Super Bowl. They were the most entertained team in the world to watch. They were passing all I think the problem is that Breeze is still good, but none of the, his targets are all that uh-huh. exciting yeah. or big names anymore. Yeah. Like, he used to have Jimmy yeah. Graham, and Jimmy Graham was fun to watch. He used yeah. to have Marquise uh, Colston, Colston, who was everyone's Colston. fantasy yeah. darling. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew about him. Mm-hmm. But now they're just, they're just like, Breeze is still Breeze, but the Saints' defense, there's nothing there. The Saints mm-hmm. are just kind of a dull, nothing team. Yeah. They're middle-of-the-road like mediocre. They're points a game and stuff like that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. They're they're a worse version of the Falcons now. Yeah. Who I actually who, like watching. I'm interested right. In who will who will do what the Saints used to do, and they have the receiving core to like snatch those balls out of the air. 
Yeah, and a decent defense. Who's not yeah. the greatest, but they have like cool like swarming linebackers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Colts Titans, no one gives a shit. No. Vikings Eagles. All right, I guess Sam Bradford is who we thought he was. Yeah. He yeah, not was. not good under pressure. Go for the Eagles. I'm impressed with Doug Peterson. I really am. I Say, he's that's, that's, he's that, getting no credit. It's, I, kind, it's weird. Wentz is getting done. all the credit. The defense is getting some of the credit. I don't think anyone is talking about Doug Peterson I, at all. I had that thought earlier today, too, because I was thinking, yeah, Carson Wentz, you know, good on him for, for beating one of the toughest defenses in the league. And I had the thought. Shouldn't some of this credit go to the head coach? And no one's yeah. talking about that. Maybe because no so one really I think a lot of people too. forgot who it is, yeah. too. Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Outstanding job, mm-hmm. Jim Schwartz. I've, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen Schwartz in the defense get more credit than Peterson has. Yeah. So I, I yeah. think that is deserving because the offense kind of sucks. And the defense yeah. is keeping them in games. And they're special sure. teams. That's sure. like two return touchdowns two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Huff, yeah. man. Yeah, good job coaching staff. Because that, yep. that team I thought was going to be like a 2-14 and 14 team. I thought once. I think most people up. thought they yeah, were going to Yeah, I don't think bad. anyone expected the Wentz wagon to roll this hard and this fast. Same with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. the Cowboys were going to suck. NFC is just the greatest, isn't it? NFC East, there's no one with a losing record. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> we're, we're the best division. Who said we were bad? We're the best division. Get over it. We deserve all the primetime games. Fuck all y'all. That's, that's fair. I mean, Browns, Bengals. No one watched. Nothing. No one watched it. No one watched it. Interesting storylines that Cody Kessler and Kevin Hogan actually look good. Yeah. Is that, is that Kessler looks Jackson? okay. Fucking out of it's hard to tell. You thought the Stanford and the USC quarterback this year was going to do anything in the NFL? I didn't think no. either was going to get drafted. One gets good, no. taken in the third, and the other one gets undrafted and is starring in the NFL right now. It looks good. Redskins, Lions. Uh, the I only... guess the Lions are on a roll. Well, that's Matt a Stafford's doing pretty well Matt... under Jim Bob Cooter. Matt... <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter. Matt Stafford is doing the thing. We, for... we forget every year around this time that this is when the Lions start winning and the Falcons start losing. This is this has been the story for years. Matt Stafford comes out to a slow start and then things start clicking, you know, around like October, November ish. And the Falcons start off really strong and then around October, November ish start losing games. Matt Stafford is doing Matt Stafford things. And Matt Ryan. Uh the Falcons they were still good, but I think they yeah. should have beaten the Chargers. No, so they definitely should have beaten the Chargers. I'm not <laughs> so gonna... it's... I'm it's not wondering if this is the think, end. Do you think? Because I'm going to say something right now. The Chargers. Uh oh. The Chargers mm-hmm. could have been undefeated this year. Oh. For yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe if they paid been. Joey Bosa in time. Yeah, if they uh, paid yep. Joey yep. Bosa in time, I think that yep. actually would have mattered. Joey Bosa came out the chip on his shoulder. He's destroying the NFL yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Do you see him? Yeah, 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 he's, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. He's absolutely amazing. He's going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year if he keeps this up For easily. Sure. Splitting double teams. He's led, He's not J.J. Watt. Before anyone says that, I want, to disc- I want to discredit that right now. No, no. I think his game is most like a thinner Leonard Williams. Uh, he's a Jets defensive tackle, if you guys don't uh, know who's listening. Uh, he splits defenses. He's always got this high motor. Uh, mm. Unbelievable pass rusher. Unbelievable ball rusher. It's just he, a different breed of guy sitting there at the 3-4, kind of like Richard Seymour was for the Patriots for a while. Two sacks against a pretty good Atlanta Falcons offensive line. Yeah. yeah. It's been giving Matt Ryan enough time in the pocket to, you know, find Julio. To find Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, yeah, the Sanu canoe. I don't know if you're aware of this, Nick, but we, this week 
disproved most of our yeah, theories yeah. that the key to victory in the uh, NFL is Mohamed Sanu and firing Greg Roman. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Until this week, things were things were looking good for that for those theories, mm-hmm. but those theories have been thoroughly debunked yeah. because the Bills lost to the Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, the Dolphins! Did you watch that? He is legit. He is incredibly legit. He also drinks pickle juice. Yeah. Runs big, rather. He runs big, runs tall. The thing is, is that you can't – what was the stat? It was uh, two consecutive 200-yard games. games, and there were only, only – one of four players to do it. Yeah, and the others were like Ricky Williams is one of them. Eric Dickerson, I, I think, was one. Yeah. The 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 other names on And then O.J. Simpson was twice. Yeah. O.J. Simpson yeah. did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> so – so, good. good. It was, he was really good at a lot of things, including getting off for murder. Yep. <laughs> he could run from a lot. Did you watch that ESPN 30 for 30 series? No, no, and I didn't. I've been waiting for it to like come out on Netflix because they always release them on Netflix. Oh, it's for free on ESPN right now, or it was. Oh, it is yeah, for free. It's, it's a it's hmm. a good little introspective into the 1990s culture surrounding OJ Simpson. Like I was a young kid when all that happened. I didn't fully understand it. I remember watching. I didn't right, either. Me either. Me either. I, I remember my dad coming home saying like, "Oh, not guilty." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, what? Okay." OJ. <laughs> OJ is a is a complete product of the system. Just mm-hmm. being, I don't even want to get into it. That's a whole different pro- podcast. But it's really interesting if you ever watch that. And we forget oh, how still good free. It was. I'm gonna have to go into yeah. it. Yeah. So. But the Bills. I don't know what happened to the Bills. They looked so good for all weeks. I yeah. mean, they were pretty hurt. I, I will say that they were they were pretty hurt in this game. But the Dolphins aren't good. Well, right, but they have had this breakout star all of a sudden. So they're not maybe they're not good top to bottom. But I don't think you can discount like Jai is for real first of all, and their offensive line is good enough to get him rushing room. Yeah. I think that makes a huge really? difference. Really? I don't I mean, I guess they're good in run blocking enough cuz they're terrible in pass blocking. Right. Yes, yes, run blocking. They they Ryan Tannehill has had no time to do anything. No. But Well, he's also a bad quarterback. It's, yeah. That's also true. Ryan Tannehill is bad. Yep. We have established this. Yep. Yeah, he's yep. got a great throwing motion, he's just not a good quarterback. He can't ball. So I think Jay- I think this is more this is more the Dolphins than the Bills this game at least cuz yeah. cuz Tyrod looked good or looked I guess fine. I won't give him good. I'll give him fine. I don't. I don't see anything. I don't see much different from the Bills this week uh, than last week. If that makes sense, I. I. They. They don't look like a massively different team. Miami has looked like a different team these past two games than they have. Uh, Can the we say stupid ass Bills for rushing Lashawn McCoy out and get him injured? Yeah, well, yes, yes. Oh my Stupid god. Stupid ass Bills. Cuz he looked he looked great last week. And yeah. and rest then just rest Yeah, him. he's yeah, looked good him. most of the season when they've actually used him correctly yeah. after firing Greg Roman. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Before I mean most of these other games outside the one we can mostly skip, mm-hmm. but I do want to the Jets at quarterback. Oh man! Oh, oh. man! And I we, feel finally bad got, about we finally, this. We finally got, got Gino, Gino and uh, 
You want Gino? I hate Gino. I wanted like the I no, I didn't want Gino. Like Gino is I wanted terrible. Gino. I wanted I wanted the Jets to at least play Gino right. after after Fitzpatrick clearly went into the suck phase. Mm-hmm. Yep. But and then Gino lasted what four drives mm-hmm. and then yeah. tears his ACL and he's not coming back to the Jets. No, the way. of course not. He, like he he must hate the Jets. He, God, he probably yeah. Hates why the yeah? Jets. Why wouldn't he? He has <laughs> every reason Jets. to hate the Jets. Jets actually drafted him and gave him a chance. He was about to turn to another Mark Sanchez, but he got way too many chances after proving he couldn't quarterback in the NFL. Mm. I thought, but I am kind of curious to see what he'll be on a different team because I remember that the team he was drafted onto was really bad, yeah. especially on offense. He had literally nothing to throw to. I was going to say, I, I, I still, I'm one of those people. My, my brother makes the same argument. I don't think Geno Smith ever really, really, really got a chance to succeed. I don't think he ever had a team that was not even like good, but had the tools at its disposal to make a rookie quarterback. To help a rookie quarterback grow. I was going over mm-hmm. Gino a lot in the draft thread when he was getting drafted, and he mm-hmm. just had all the hallmarks of a bust when he was that's, coming That's out. also true. That's also happy, definitely happy true. Happy feet, no intermediate accuracy, overthrowing wide receivers by, like, above them, not, you know, like, leading them too far, just putting it right above their heads. Played it's for just, an ACC team. Yeah, Bryce Petty had the same knocks coming out. He's on the same team. Bryce mm-hmm. Petty was, like, leading the league in touchdowns at one point, or leading uh, the NFC eight. Oh my god, I can't talk. The NCAA and touchdowns, and uh, he uh, comes out and he's a sidearm gunslinging, you know, big QB. He's got no accuracy, dances around the pocket, and now he's a no namer. And it happens all the time. Geno Smith got dropped in the second round. And I think he got too many chances. So I mean, the Jets are kind of screwed over. I mean, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who might legitimately be the best quarterback on the roster. Yeah, which is depressing. Then you have Gino, who's now done for the year. Petty, I don't think anyone cares about Petty. And they also have Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> Christian oh Hackenberg, God. star out of Penn State. Worse second round pick than Aguayo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I give the Bucks more credit for drafting Aguayo in the second than round than... Oh my goodness. Sure. Sure. It's just weird to me that the Jets even spent a second round pick on Hackenberg a year after they drafted Petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what? What are you doing, Jets? They have nothing. They have four QBs, and none of them are good. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. none of them are probably going to ever be good. Spots. Yeah, that's the thing. They could have better players at other positions, but nope, nope, nope. So the Jets, Jets are dumb. Jets real, are real Jets. quick. Just, just wanna, just wanna wow. throw in a little correction. West Virginia, not in the ACC. I'm a dumbass. They're in the Big, big Twelve. East. So Big well, Twelve. Yeah. Because the Big East doesn't exist anymore. Big East doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's fucked up too. <laughs> Little correction there. Before everyone gets on Twitter and starts correcting me. Anyway. Right. Yes. So I'm going to just skip over the rest of the yeah. games because I don't think yeah. anyone has anything I, I, I to say talk, about Buccaneers. Let's 49ers. talk about Sunday night, though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the game I was going to get to. Yes. Because that, I don't know if that was a game so much as a surreal experience. A fever dream. Did you that guys was, watch it? I watched, I watched it part start it. to finish. Yeah. I watched, I watched I the entire damn thing. I didn't have the heart. I I, I pieced out after halftime, and then I was then I was caught, working caught on a commission up. that whole time, and I just had it on right next to me. I watched that entire game. I, Buddy, I I broke at the end. <laughs> I don't know if either of you saw my comic today, but it was pretty much descriptive of my experience watching that game. It's I there was it was so 
bad. I Nothing was happening. The Cardinals kept kind of getting the occasional first down and looking like they might score, and then they'd have a field goal kick, or then they get sacked out of field range. And then the Seahawks' offense would be completely shit mm-hmm. because Russell Wilson's hurt and won't admit it. Yeah, and yeah, he's playing the, through it. Which the is Cardinals' really defense is still good. Mm-hmm. It was just... It was just so bad. It, seemed, it was so bad. Well, that, that overtime was the most yeah, entertaining oh, it was great. overtime it I've was ever great. watched. That oh overtime God. turned it from the worst game of the season to a legend. Two, it, that game became legend in overtime. So everyone's talked about the two missed chip shot field goals, but what about mm-hmm. the two goal line stands? Like there's two yeah. plays that both yeah, yeah, yeah. teams had a chance to get in the end zone. That one really long pass to who was it on the Cardinals who had fought to like the two yard line bouncing back. I don't remember what yeah, it was. I can't remember who it was. David Johnson gets stubbed twice, yeah. then Catanzaro misses a chip shot. And then the same thing happens on the other side with Doug Baldwin going all the way down to like the five yard line. They get mm-hmm. stood up twice, and then Hauschka shanks it. It's like, mm-hmm. what the hell? I I couldn't believe, I thought the Cardinals for sure were going to win when they because you saw that one play where they got basically within the six inch line of the end zone. Yeah, yeah. With like two plays to punch it in before they had to kick a field goal and they and they got stuffed both times it was unbelievable mm-hmm. you got to give some credit to the defenses in the game yeah. even though it was oh, boring sure. to watch sure. like they they deserve credit but oh my god i can't believe that game happened mm-hmm. it was it's like the game to me is like waiting for godot the 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 main part of the game uh regulation was waiting for godot and then it's like if they wrote a sequel to Waiting for Godot where Godot actually shows the fuck up. That's the overtime. Is Waiting for Godot 2. No, wait. Godot actually came and it's awesome and hilarious. I to be honest, one of the main reasons why the overtime was as exciting as it was is because you knew that somebody had to score or it was going to tie right and the Uh, longer you went the further down that clock ticked and you're like oh my gosh this might happen we might have it the tie is is great yep yes it is it's almost worse than a loss i it's just i love ties they don't happen frequently enough like i hate ties in like soccer because they happen all the friggin' time oh my god but i love ties in football because they just don't happen and people always get mad when they do happen. They're like, why don't, why don't we just abolish ties? I'm like, no. It's so difficult to actually tie in football mm-hmm. that it absolutely has to stick around so that you have to live with your shame. Yep. yep. It's like a scarlet letter. It's just a bow tie that's red that you have to wear for the rest of the season. <laughs> Got that third little number at the end uh, of your record. And that actually... That makes interesting playoff implications, especially in divisional. It does. Ties. It actually does, for sure, for sure. You have to do all this extra math to figure out like who has tiebreakers when there's when been there's actual an, ties another involved. tie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And both of these teams are playoff competitors. Yep. So. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna this uh, the, this game has actually made things very very interesting for for the playoffs. Did you see that? Um, the funniest part about this game is that it made that no one in the NFC West won on Sunday, oh, despite the fact geez, that two right. of the teams played each other. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't Look even that. put that together. That's awesome. <laughs> That's super cool. Rams lost, 49ers lost, and the Seahawks and Cardinals did not yep. win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind boy. of amazing. And 
they want West Coast games in primetime, you fucking jokers. Oh, uh, primetime prime time this year has just been terrible. Awful, awful. I feel like every primetime game has been every kind of Thursday garbage. Thursday night sucks. Who's Thursday night this week? Oh, God. Titans yeah, Jaguars! Titans Jags, dude. Don't even talk to me about Thursday night this week. It's the toilet bowl. The, to be everybody's favorite. Two hot young quarterbacks, Bortles and Marietta. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thursday night football. And then they show a bunch of clips. and just... Who's possibly a bigger buzz? Is it Bortles, who has seemingly taken a step back? Or is it Mariota, who's stuck with Mike Malarkey? Yeah, yeah Mariota seems to be... Mariota's one of the unsung tragedies, I think, of the league. Because he shows so much promise. I think there there is... A lot of talent there that just has been massively mismanaged. If he learns to throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got he's got he's some throwing throw. problems. Yeah. But of course, maybe he learned to throw if he had a coach that was worth a damn. Yeah, right. Instead of sure. Mike Malarkey. <laughs> Exotic Smash Mouth, which ex- actually has been working just for fantasy purposes, not winning. Not for winning purposes. games. <laughs> I do want to say that the primetime games this coming week. Or at least the set, the Sunday night primetime game will be good. It's Eagles, be Cowboys. Eagles Cowboys. That that's might be, be a fun. really good. Well, game. you know why it's a good primetime game because it's NFC Beast. Baby. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just put <laughs> NFC East games in in primetime. Even when our teams are bad, they're fun yep, to watch. That's true. Clown that ball has always is been true. Uh, because w- either it's good or it's clown ball, and clown ball is always fun. We've talked about that in the podcast before. Clown ball is the most fun. People who don't enjoy clown ball are people who are not fun to hang around. They're not football game? fans. Was it the Bills and someone else? Bills Browns? Where they ended like 9-3 because you couldn't even see the hash marks through the snow. That was great clown ball. There's a Miami Dolphins game, Miami Steelers, where the punt. I remember a punter punted the ball and just stuck in the ground. That's how bad the. the yeah. Was that oh, like man. That was a great When game. I think about like NFC clown, NFC East clown ball, I think about those games. Where just like JPP blocks Dallas's field goal after Coughlin iced the kicker, mm-hmm. and just just games where like weird stuff happens. Where Eli, it was the opening week, uh, the Giants gave the ball away six times, and they still easily could have won the game. It's just complete clown ball well, is my favorite. Well, if you want to talk about clown ball, we can go back to the Vikings Eagles game for a second because there was some clown ball. There, there was, was a lot ball. of but cl- b- b- like the first half for a while. There was more more turnovers than points and also first downs. Like I think points and first downs combined, there were more turnovers well through I think the second quarter. It was it was just great, <laughs> and then it turned into I think, you know the Eagles. I think that was one of the funny things about um, Seahawks Cardinals is there were more punts than there were points. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I love oh, those. Monday stats, night. Oh, we forgot to talk about Monday night. Yeah. Eh. Is it really worth talking about? Well, <laughs> I kind of want to see the Texans' stats because I'm almost positive Nick Novak has more points than uh, Brock Osweiler does by a fairly significant margin. I'm actually going to look that up right now and, and look at the team stats because, God, Brock Osweiler. He's bad. bad. We knew he was bad. We knew the Texans were dumb to give him $72 million. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the question. Is Bill O'Brien a fraud? Is he actually not a good coach? Huh. That's a tough question. That is. I, I don't. I think he's better than this. Yeah. Sure. Sure. This I think looks, I think if you like gave him a, 
like they pulled off at least something last year with Whedon and Hoyer at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Both of those, it, it's amazing that the Texans managed to downgrade at quarterback when last year God, they had yeah. Whedon and Hoyer. Let's just give Bill O'Brien credit for somehow managing to downgrade at quarterback from Hoyer and Whedon. I I was saying that when Oswald was drafted at ASU, I'm a huge ASU homer because I went there for a year. And uh, that's how it works. And so when he got drafted, he was two years away, right? He should have went back to ASU, then get drafted, then sit for a year. And then I thought he would be okay. So he got drafted, sat for a year, started. So... By this timeline, he should have been sitting for two years when he started last year. That would be his last year sitting. And then he should be starting this year. So what I think happened is Osweiler got tossed to the the, the Wolves too early. Peyton started sucking. I don't think they were going to start yeah. him all last year. Yeah. And he showed some promise as being a tall guy who can deliver a bullet, which he can. That yep. winning pass he threw against the Colts was really good, right? That one to Fedora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just doesn't have anything that would make you a, a good quarterback yet. He right. doesn't have a good pre-snap ritual. His pre-snap ritual is a joke. He, I've been saying for for weeks now that he drops his hand on shotgun snaps. Yeah, yeah. And that just gives away it, it gives away the snap count. It just completes. Mm-hmm. Boom! As soon as you see the hand drop, you know the ball is coming out he, within a split second. He panics. There it is. He panics immediately. He's a he's a he's not great under pressure. Can I just say that it's really really funny? That a six-seven quarterback is having his passes blocked. Yes, at the line. That's crazy. You saw that. That was Wolf and what Crick both got him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so tall. I don't even know how that should biologically happen. His release is higher than I can jump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the Texans' wins right now. Mm-hmm. The Texans won against Chicago, Kansas City, Tennessee, and Indianapolis. So all of those, mm-hmm. those are. Th- kind of three bad so kansas city is the most respectable team that they yeah and and everyone else is but they they got clowned i think if you put up zero in today's nfl that's a joke your team should be competent enough to especially against a a third stringer biscuits they they put up yeah they put up zero points against biscuits who i think is a good quarterback by the way i want want to talk about him a second jacoby Um, biscuits yeah uh he's okay he's okay so, uh, but this is a guy, Bill O'Brien was noted for coming out of Penn State for being the quarterback whisperer. When I thought in reactionality, he was the wide receiver whisperer. He turned Allen Robinson into like a great uh, player who is now doing poorly on a different, but he will get into whatever, if we even want to talk yeah. about Jax. Uh And then uh, he's got this great, talented defense that they spent a lot of high draft picks on. A lot of deep players are on the Texans defense and they can't stop anybody because the offense is abysmal. It's a joke. The offense is legitimately a joke. Uh, but yeah, so. I agree. So we might as well just talk about what other games that we're having in this week. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about Jaguars, Titans, which Woo! were depressing Eagles, Cowboys. But I, I have a prediction to make for Jaguars, Titans. Okay. Beers. Prediction? <laughs> beers. Lots of them. Yeah. Lots of them. Yeah. Beers, whiskey, and sadness. Yeah. But but you don't even have to bring the sadness. No, It'll no, just be it's, there for you. Yeah, yeah. In in seriousness, though, I I do think the Titans can. This is a winnable game for the Titans. Oh, it's definitely a winnable game for the Titans yeah. because the Jaguars are terrible. Yeah, they're pretty. Bad. I don't know what's kind of wrong with Bortles because I felt like he took a step forward last year. Yeah, and it seems like he's really kind of regressed in a way that I don't think many people expected. Mm-mm. 
Uh, he's got a weird hitch in his throw, which mm -hmm. never got solved, which I thought was going to get solved in his, his rookie year. Uh, there's Chiefs and Colts. Eh, Chiefs will probably win. Yeah. Every Chiefs game so Colts boring. are bad. I don't want to watch a Chiefs. Chiefs, That's Chiefs, true. Chiefs are boring. Yeah. They're such a boring team. I think and they shouldn't be because Jamal Charles and cool defenders, mm -hmm. but uh, well, no Jamal Alex Charles Smith. This year, so. Oh yeah. And then it's a defense, but who wants to watch defense run game? Right. Right. No. Although no. to be That's, to be when you watch defense run game, you get a six to six tie in overtime. To be fair, this game could be fun because the Colts O line is terrible and Andrew Luck doesn't make good decisions anymore. So yeah. it could be like fun turnover defense and fun watching people get sacked all the time defense. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm not gonna watch that game. Yeah, me either. I don't I I'm not gonna regret not watching that game unless it's the greatest game of all time, <laughs> which it's not going to be. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Redskins, Bengals. Wait, that's it. That's an early game. Yeah, that's. Oh wait, I'm having another London that's game. That's a London Redskins. game. Uh, I'm not waking up early enough for that. Like that. the the Giants Rams was on at 9:30 in the morning. I had to wake. No, it's 6:30 in the morning for me. Mm -hmm. It was on at 6:30 in the morning. I did not watch it. I woke up at like nine and I looked at the score. I was like, "Hey, we won." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No one plays well when they go to London, offense or no. defense. No. If you ever need a bet, by the way, do that. If you want to bet it, always bet the under. Bet the under on to... in London games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good tip. Cardinals, Panthers. That could That's... be an all right. Yeah. Could, could be an all right game if it was 2015. I mean, the Panthers were they, – they're, they're terrible God. this year. But they also put up a lot of points against the Saints and almost came back to win last year, mm -hmm. week mm -hmm. or two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So, Maybe you guys want to hear. Maybe this will be a game. Uh oh. New York Jets, Cleveland Browns. Jets, Browns. Oh jeez. The Browns, Browns might Browns. finally get a win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's finally, a team that has a better or a worse quarterback situation than the Browns. Oh I my God. can. I I just want to appreciate that Eli has gone what like 186 or something games without missing a start and the Browns can't go a single game without their quarterback getting yep. hurt yeah. yep. this entire season. Yep. And then media outlets want to act like people are getting hurt too much now. It's like you get you people who are still living right next to you. Yeah. It's never get hurt. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, that uh, game's going to be bad. Yeah, it's not going to be a good game. It'll probably be more entertaining than six to six. Probably. It'll, yeah. Because it'll be two teams that are functionally terrible mm -hmm. and that ends up with clown ball half yep. time. Yeah. Yep. That's true. That's true. So I'm, look, I'm looking for the Eagles Dallas. Yeah, or, Eagles Dallas Eagles, is Dallas gonna be fun. I I'm gonna pick the Eagles to win that game just because I hate the Cowboys. I'm gonna pick the Cowboys because I have money riding on it. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think the Cowboys are probably gonna win. I don't know if if the Eagles win this, then I'm I'm just going to completely accept the fact that the Eagles are going to probably win. I, that's the thing i think that but, this is well this is the game i believe that that really defines which of the two teams is going win to win this NFC division East. yeah for sure i i think that these are the two front runners in this game will tell us a lot about what i mean who's going to come out on top of the division 
You say that, yeah. but Dave, you're a Giants fan. You should realize that there's such a thing as second half meltdowns. We see it all the it's time. True. The That's true. That's true. Yeah, but it's normally the Giants that do that. Yeah. But no, <laughs> the I Giants can... are normally the second half meltdowners. But, I but don't know. Any team has the capability of being a second half meltdown team. Mm-hmm. It happens mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of times where a six and two team will just lose eight games. Yeah, lose seven games. That's very true. That's very very yeah. true. So. We'll see rest it's of the weird. season. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see Chargers Broncos. Oh yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. That game's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Wait, I feel like we just had that game a week and a half ago. We did. We- Chargers. <laughs> Jeez. Thanks a lot, NFL. Yeah, we, we definitely did. That was like not. I want to say that was like three weeks ago. It's maybe two. Tar- we were we were just talking about it. In fact, ironically, earlier on this podcast. But yeah. Like the the Chargers almost blew that game. I remember. I think it. that was they did two Thursdays ago. Yes, yes, it was because I was in Atlanta. Uh, yeah. And God, really? I think the Chargers are going to win. Yeah. I you do think too. the Chargers are going to do it again? I think the Chargers are going. Well, I think the Chargers are on an upswing. I think the Chargers have a pretty good chance of winning. I like. I'm not saying it's a lock or mm-hmm. anything, but the Chargers definitely have a big chance of winning this game. But Denver sure. also looks extremely good. They just clowned on on the Texans. Their mm-hmm. running game looks you know good it looks mm-hmm. like a good running game it's gonna set up their passing game their defense is elite mm-hmm. so yeah yep. and trevor simeon's a good quarterback he might be <laughs> he might be a league average quarterback he there you go I... <laughs> I, I whatever the point is it's clear that elway made the right choice letting brock walk yeah oh god yeah <laughs> I think we talked about one time when I was on one of the earlier podcasts that people want too much out of quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. They want them all to Mm -hmm. be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. And most quarterbacks just aren't. And it shows in league history that for the majority of the league history, the majority of teams had just plain bad quarterbacks. who threw a lot of interceptions, low Mm -hmm. completion rate. And that's what you should expect because it's an incredibly difficult position to play. Oh, yeah. If you're... If your quarterback looks league average, be happy with it. Semyon looks league average. And just build around him. Yes, yes. So absolutely. Give give him give him yeah. better tools. You, have you, a can, you game, can take a, a league average quarterback to the to the top if you have adequate support. Uh, yeah, Trent Dilfer. Listen, Rex Grossman played in the Super Bowl. So Brad Johnson. Yeah. Two thousand fifteen Peyton Manning. There are there are so <laughs> yeah. many examples of this. You do not need an elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I mean, getting only. I mean, it helps. Oh, definitely, helps, it yeah. helps. Of course, it helps. Same but... with running backs, but yeah, I think the better statement is you need a complete team, right? To the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. And no, no quarterback by himself has really dragged a team to a Super Bowl victory. Yeah, it's. I'm, I can't really think of an instance where that's really happened. Like 2006, Peyton, like. That was a really good team, but the defense played well in the playoffs. And yeah. Right, and right. That, that's why they finally it won. It wasn't so. just him. T- Tom Brady always had great defenses. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady always him. won with a good defense. Like the two years he dragged a team just on offense to a Super Bowl, the Giants beat him. Yeah. Right. Because they didn't right. have anyone to help on the other side I mean, of the ball. Yeah. Like Asante Samuel. You, you need a team, and that's why I've always hated like using championships as a barometer for who is better because winning championships and even games are just their team accomplishments right person team accomplishment. right right i do want to say that i think that this gets swept under the rug a little bit how well the broncos 
managed Trevor Simeon as as not you know a world beating talent he isn't and I don't think he'll ever be. A yeah, there was a graphic talent. during the game last night that showed he's he's thrown like six percent of his passes have gone beyond like twenty <laughs> yeah. yards. Like he's he's not being asked to do a whole. No, lot. and and the reason it it's it's a very good. It's the same ramp. with Dak, right? Exactly. It's just not asking exactly. him to do a whole lot, but they're managing him very well. Except with Dak. Dak, Dak yeah. is playing. This is his first year in the league. He's a rookie. Pay, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Trevor Simeon was stashed on the bench for a while, learning, practicing with a real NFL team, getting experience and kind of learning the ins and outs. They didn't never asked him to to do too much too early, which is a problem for a lot of young quarterbacks. Yeah, it's because there's like a shame factor in the NFL. Like if you're not thrown deep, then it's not you know cool it's not the good type of football yeah and if you're not on the field right after you get drafted i mean it's it, to to be fair this is kind of what we're saying about jared goff but in reverse although i mean if you use a first the league got pick, kind of screwed over by those th- those rookies that do get thrown to the fire and do well kind of ruin it for everyone else yeah I, I just remember that year with matt ryan and joe flacco being both thrown to the fire and they both played well and everyone's like, oh, is this just a new normal? And mm-hmm. then you have, like, Russell Wilson who plays really well. Yeah. It turns out Russell Wilson is just a really good quarterback. Right. Right. And and you can have streaks like that. You can have lucky streaks where you find a bunch of guys. But you can also have situations like people forget that in 2004 when Eli uh, Rivers and Roethlisberger were drafted, there was guys like J.P. Losman out there that teams thought were going to be the answer. And they just mm-hmm. sucked. Mm-hmm. And we might be seeing that a lot this year with, like, Paxton Lynch might just completely suck. Yeah. And Jared Goff might just completely suck. Yep. So I at least want to see Jared Goff. Yeah, that's the thing, right? We want to see him in real game play. I think uh, Fisher's terrified of losing, and that's why he doesn't want to bring in Goff. He doesn't I think he has only five more losses until he's like the most losing coach of all time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think I think it's like five or six more losses, and then he's the losingest coach ever, which he could totally do this year if he believes in himself. <laughs> <laughs> you try hard, kids. Oh. I was watching that hard knocks. I do not want to play for for Fisher or especially Greg Williams. No one wants to play, want for play for Fisher. Greg Williams. Greg Williams is such a slime ball. Mm-hmm. Such a piece Just of a... shit he came across as, and then I, th- I, th- I saw a lot of interesting results because people are like commenting that after this uh, recent tie, like Bruce Arians, his responses to the media and Pete Carroll's responses to the media were very different from each other. Which people were like playing up as a bad thing for Arians because Pete Carroll is like a lovable players coach. But I, I just think there are different ways to motivate players. Yeah. And I kind of enjoy Bruce Arians telling his kicker that he gets paid to make those. Yeah, and this isn't <laughs> high school anymore. Yeah. Arians has always been like that. He's an angry coach. But... That's, that's the thing. We talked about this a little bit uh, earlier on the podcast. Not, not this week, but a couple weeks ago. If you guys watched the Amazon Prime uh, series on the Cardinals... And that followed them through uh, the season. Arians, yeah, he's an angry coach. He curses a hell of a lot, but there's something about it that's motivating in the way that a Jeff Fisher is not and will never be. You can be yelled at and you can be cursed at by a coach, and it's okay because there's something about him that that is motivating you or it's coming from a place of like i want to make you better or you know something yeah. like that right there's Arians does it for you jeff fisher does it for himself right 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 yeah there's a difference there it's a very key difference 
And you know, Jeff Fisher may not be that bad. I I just don't think he's a very good coach. I, I, I don't think his his uh, offenses are ever good. No, no. So. He he has never had a competent offense ever outside maybe that one year with the Titans where Kerry Collins yeah had oh, like a resurgence yeah, and they won geez. like thirteen games or something that, like that. That is a name but... I haven't heard in Kerry <laughs> Collins. I'll never forget that name, Kerry fucking Collins. <laughs> So, like, he doesn't remember the Super Bowl just because he was drunk, not because he was hit too much. No, Jeff Fisher's terrible. Yep, he's awful. Jeff, Jeff Fisher's bad. He's got he's bad at everything except mustaches. He's got a pretty solid pretty mustache. Solid mustache. Much better than Ben McAdoo's. Yeah. Have you seen Ben McAdoo's mustache? It just looks like a like a weak dad mustache. He looks like he looks like a deadbeat sort of like nothing dad. neutered dad mm-hmm. he, he looks like the dad who's got like the dead end job down at the insurance company ben, we're sorry if you're listening by the way yeah. <laughs> he could be a very nice man we don't know he's just got no personality it's true it's true yeah. i like i i didn't realize just how much i appreciated coughlin until he wasn't there anymore yeah yeah just in terms of actual personality even on the sidelines like coughlin was fun to watch on the sidelines because he was he had that angry old man face <laughs> and he was just like furious he'd have like he, he'd always do that pose where he'd he'd throw his arms out wide yep. and he'd have like that confused look Hands on his on face his when something went wrong sure yep. on his hips. uh when he played against the packers in the negative 10 bowl and then <laughs> his face was just red chapped <laughs> I, I genuinely miss that. Now we just cut to McAdoo on the sideline. He's just got sunglasses on. He just has that stupid play call sheet that he doesn't seem to read. Yeah, he looks like just an offensive like, coordinator. He doesn't look like a he head does. coach. No, he doesn't. Uh, did you uh, hear Rich Eisen say that quote? It's just like it's he has that really big play call sheet, but it only seems like he calls five plays, <laughs> which I agree with. Kinda. The Giants' offense has they are very uninspiring. Well, the yeah. run games. The run game sucks, and it's because our, our right tackle and our left tackle are below average at it. I think we had an argument in the NFC start about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. mm-hmm. and because the run game sucks and they can only run down through the guards, it limits what run plays they can do. Uh, the running backs also suck, right? Jennings is... We don't have good running backs. I want to see more Paul Perkins screens. I want to I want to see them open up the screen game and see what Perkins can do. Yeah, open up the screen I think game he's, for he could Cruz be possible. Too. Cruz made his living yeah. off the screen games. Is there any other games you guys wanted to mention about? I mean, Seahawks, Saints, Raiders, Bucks, uh, Bears, uh, Bears, Vikings, Packers, Falcons. Packers, might Falcons. Be interesting. I'm, I'm actually excited. If, if the for Falcons it. lose this game, then it's true that the Falcons have begun their midseason falling apart. Yeah, they should streak. learn to stop yeah. running backs. If they could beat the Packers, then maybe we can be okay with the Falcons. Because I, I want the Falcons to do well. They don't have a defense, but I like watching them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if they lose to the Packers, that's three in a row to progressively worse teams. Right. So the Falcons literally cannot stop running backs out of the backfield. They just can't. They can't. They can't. And that's going to be a problem. It reminds me of the Giants well, back in the Packers don't have Eddie Lacy right. because his fat broke his well, ankle. they got Ty Montgomery and Randall Cobb, who are starting to start as running backs finally because that's what randall cobb did in college and montgomery montgomery had a field day against the bears although it's the bears so the bears are playing the they're Vikings gonna lose on monday night for sure yeah i know i know this is gonna be a good bounce back game for who's sam bradford yeah uh, the, who's the, the bears quarterback? On, on the bears i, I heard cutler was gonna be okay for yeah. for next week yeah i thought i heard that cutler might have been ready to play oh yeah look at I that don't. fox says jake cutler had a very good workout without any issues on tuesday okay uh, good. Back. 
so our our uh, our quarterback situation. Brian Hoyer started against the Packers, but uh, Matt Barkley took a few snaps as well. So that's that how, was uh, exciting. That's well, how I dark it got. Your first round pick, and then he won the fourth, and now he's a joke. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd would have been a first round if he'd came out that one year. Yeah. But he he went back mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's and he oh, just yeah. had a terrible season. Mm-hmm. That whole quarterback class so was supposed to suck. It was who was that quarterback class? Who was with Barkley? Uh, <laughs> fuck. Let me pull that up now. Matt Barkley. EJ Manuel was that draft. I forgot. Oh, oh that was the Geno draft. That, that was the Geno draft. Geno draft. Oh that's god, that was a really was. bad draft. That draft was there any good quarterbacks in that draft? Check to see if there were any quarterbacks in that draft that are actually worth a shit. <laughs> I'm I'm looking through right now. We had Gino Emmanuel, uh, or I thought EJ Manuel was going to be good. By the way, so did I. So did I. Yeah, he looked good in Florida State. Uh, Mike Glennon was that draft. Uh, Ryan Nasib was in that draft. I yeah, think. Nassib mm-hmm. was in that draft. We took him, uh, and he sucked. <laughs> yep, I could have told, <laughs> told you that, man. I could have told you that. Who I also thought was going to be a second round pick because everything just sucked that year. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking through this, Matt Barkley could have easily been a second round or first round draft pick. That yeah, year. That's a bad quarterback score. <laughs> Jeez, that draft sucks. Holy shit! I'm just looking through it right now. There's like nothing in the 2013 draft. Luke Jokel, who sucks. Eric Fisher sucks. Oh, Deion God, Jordan sucks. Jokel. Lane Johnson sucks. <laughs> Ezekiel Anza, good. Marquise Mingo sucks. Jonathan Cooper sucks. Tavon Austin sucks. D. Milner sucks. Chance Bormack sucks. The first 15 picks all suck. <laughs> hey, man. Don't, <laughs> be, don't be hating on Tavon Austin. He sucks. Tavon's not I like good. Tavon. He, okay, he's, he he's might a... not be good. I wouldn't say he sucks, though. He's not a number one wide receiver. He's oh, no, of course. No, 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 no. 45 no, 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 million, no. four years, good. No, yeah. Yeah, that's a really bad draft. That, yeah, that was hell. not a good draft. Mingo had a couple good seasons. But then he, like... Lane Johnson looks okay when he's not being oh. suspended for being an idiot. Yeah. Andre Hopkins was that draft, and Travis Frederick. Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah, Travis good Frederick's good. Oh, I, w- I remember everybody laughing at Travis Frederick, and he ends up probably being the best I, person. I yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it for the games this next yep. week. Lions-Texans. Yep. Yeah. Patriots-Bills. I'd watch Patriots. Uh, yeah, That'd well, be just fun. because Patriots Bills is always entertaining. If there's if the Bills get their players back healthy, yeah. that might be a fun yeah. game. Remember one year, Tom Brady threw like six interceptions, and the Bills still lost to them. And the yes, Bills up like- that was I think I think that was Dallas. D- Tony Romo threw five interceptions, and the Bills still lost. That's pretty much what we've got. Uh, that's we started off a little depressing, but things got a little bit more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's... hopefully this week is at least fun to watch, like it was two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, that would be this nice. This past week of that football wasn't nice. all that great, but this hopefully this week yeah. has something interesting. There's bright spots. Maybe in we'll the have NFL. Mm-hmm. Remember the happy times. Yeah, remember the happy times. At least we should get a good primetime game. Yeah, yeah. That out of all this, nice. we, we, we'll we'll probably finally get at least a primetime Sunday night that's game watchable. that's watchable, worth watching. Yeah. Just for the clown ball aspect. Right. Just right, for the clown right. ball. Right. So I'm excited for that. But that's it. And that'll probably be the end of the podcast. So, Nick, how can we follow you? Uh, I am Daltos on Twitter. If you like uh, if you like me. <laughs> if you really like me. <laughs> that's about it. I don't really. I'm, I'm so wrapped up in just like uh, I coach girls basketball now. So, like, I'm wrapped up more in that than becoming Twitter famous. <laughs> so, 
Sam? Uh, as always, you can follow me at Sam Grzezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S on Twitter. I'm writing for Yard Barker, Game Skinny, and Thrillist, so you can follow me there as well. You guys write for things? How do I do that? <laughs> I don't really write. I kind of just draw, but Sam's a writer. Yeah, you, you, you make a stupid decision in quitting your job, and then you, oh. uh, and then you work for a really long time. Uh, for not as much money, but you don't hate yourself as much when you do your work. I want to so. skip that whole part. Yeah, that, see, that's the thing. That's kind of the key part. You, you kind of need to do that part first. Yeah, I'm writing a novel. It's fun. <laughs> it's not about football. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Dave, how do we follow you? I am Dropblade Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Dropblade Dave, where I am very active. You can find me on Facebook at the Draw Play Comic, on Patreon, and of course on thedrawplay.com, which updates three times a week. I'll see you there or any of the other places, and we'll see you next week. Alrighty.